Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining Windy City Broken. It is a beautiful day out here in Chicago. We have passed the cicada season, or what was generally a couple months of cicadas. We had the brood 13s roll in. Well, we'll start off like we always do. I'm Zach with my co-host, Jim. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good, Zach, other than, uh, yeah, we got through cicada season, and now it is uh, humidity season. It's brutal out there. It's real brutal. It's tough for anyone. Well, we're going to change things up a little bit. Normally, we'll do a little bit of a preview before the intro, but we're just going to kick it to the intro, and we'll, we'll tally it up afterwards. So. So today, topics we got going. We got NASCAR with Bubba Watson. We got Cam Newton. Was it a missed opportunity? And we're going to talk a little baseball being back. Chris Bryant today shared a picture of him and his son traveling to the city. Sweet home Chicago. So a lot of good things to talk about. Jim, what are we going to talk about first? Well, since we brought it up last week, I think uh, we should bring it up again this week. And it was pertaining to NASCAR. <laughs> And uh, what, what, what had went on in uh, Bubba Watson's garage. Uh, so what, what do you make of it, Zach? Uh, the whole scenario is kind of crazy. Because let's start off with this. Because people are coming after Bubba Watson. Like it was him who reported it and saying he faked it. He just wanted the attention. First off, he is not the one who actually reported it. He found out after it went up all the way up the chain. And it came back down to him. And it Sounded like whoever told him, I think it was the NASCAR president even, was in tears talking to him. So I say we just stick to the facts. The fact of the matter is no other garage had a noose tied for their door pulley. I've honestly never seen a noose anywhere for any type of pulley type system, any door shut, nothing. So the fact that they've had one there for about a year, um, kind of surprising. Uh, The FBI got involved. They judged no, no ill intent. They said it is what it is. Uh, there's pictures from about a year ago where it was not even in a specific garage related to Bubba at the time. So, you know, no harm, no foul. But I don't see any reason why this should now come back and be an attack against him because if there was a possibility of a crime, shouldn't it be reported? Yeah. I'm, you can't take any precautions in that scenario. Um, just... It's just terrible that these – I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Just Conspiracy? See, yeah, it Violence? just seems – I don't know, man. It's, it is – it's tough to I, – I don't know. It's too rare to be a coincidence. But, it's tough to sort out. Yeah, so it's just – I don't know. It takes away from what happened before that race to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we need to focus on. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. What do you make of it? It's, it's perplexing. Sorry, I'm, on- I'm kind of at a loss of words on it. It just, yeah, I, you feel their NASCAR's making a pretty progressive move, and, you know, there's still 
bullshit that comes with it. Well, and I feel like, too, the people who don't want them to be as progressive as they have been now are using this as a way to be like, see, you're going too far. You don't have to change things. Things were good before. Now we got all this drama. And, again, I I don't see any – at least me as a not NASCAR viewer, someone who's just into sports and likes the storylines and likes to go over those, I don't see anything wrong with anything NASCAR did. I commend them for doing more than most leagues would have at this point and taking such a hard stance and showing true empathy. How many times do we see a player apologize for something? I think Addison Russell was one where so matter of fact, you don't really care to hear the apology or what they have to say. Um, it's just tough. That's, I guess we'll put it that way. It's a tough thing to really sink your teeth into. I, I agree. It's, it, it's just, yeah, the NASCAR, NASCAR is really, really taking the big, big step as far as really leading their whole sport. You haven't seen it in any other sport and they, They've made a big stand, and you just want to see it keep going. You just got to keep the progressive nature and just kind of keep it moving. Yeah, well, on the the same topic, let's keep it moving. Let's get over to Cam Newton. So Cam was on Uh, recently, and how do you (laughs) feel about that? Well, I'm not – I guess I'm not mad the Bears missed out on Cam Newton. Uh, I think – all things considered, it's probably a steal. It's Bill Belichick. Obviously, he's he's really good at what he does. This seems like a typical Bill Belichick move. Like, and everyone's like, "Wow, Bill, another move! Can't believe he did it!" And it's like literally every team in the league had the opportunity to do what Bill did—to give an incentive, laden deal, throw it out there, get him on your roster, and see if he's better than the guy you have. Because if it is a healthy Cam Newton. He's going to be better even if he's not completing a high amount of, you know, passes. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure, was it the year before last year, he had about 68% completion rating, 67. So over the last four years, it's been down. But there's been spurts of his talent still being there. And a lot of it comes back to health issues in my mind. For the Bears to have jumped the gun with the quarterback search so quick and to say Foles is our guy, well, they better make – damn sure that he's going to be relevant this season because you really doubled down on him, Pace. You really doubled down. Well, you really – yeah, he did. He traded a fourth-round pick too as well. A fourth-round well. pick. Let's Should we review I, his fourth-round picks <laughs> I, in the draft? That is his money round, and he basically just gave it away. He, well, that – we haven't got to see football yet. We don't, we don't know what Nick's Foles role will be with this team. So – I think by not signing – to me, of the three, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Foles, those are the three targets in my mind who I thought the Bears should go after. Would you say that would be your top three for outside of Tom? But Tom wasn't realistic for money outside, purposes. Outside of the aging veteran quarterbacks who made just an absolute butt-ton of money, a metric butt-ton, um, you had some pretty good deals out there. You had quarterback signing for, you know, basically the minimum with some incentives. You know, whether it's Jameis being a bit taking a backup role, uh, someone someone you could have compete. And if that person pans out, that actually young enough to be a guy for you. Through thirty touchdowns, through thirty picks, say what you want. 
both are probably pretty hard tasks to do. And we commend Brett Favre, you know, when we look back at all of everything he did for all of the big plays, but yet he is one of the people who threw the most picks, if not the most, I'm pretty sure. You remember Jay Cutler. <laughs> I want Jay back. Oh Let's my quick, goodness. Can we take this to a side section really quick? I'm going to go to a side street. We're going to go to Jay Cutler Avenue and we're going to talk about Jay's hunt for the chicken killer really quick. I'm sorry that I have to interject this in an actual football no, conversation. This is but holy cow, is he the most interesting man in the world right now? All he is doing is talking about his chickens and how he's trying to catch whatever animal is coming after them in the night. And it is must see TV. So not only did he take over his famous soon to be ex-wife's TV reality show, he's now taking over Instagram with stories just talking about how he wants to trap his critters. We think it's a possum at this point, by the way, but who knows? It could be Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to give you a catch you up on what's going on. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of – I heard about this Jay Cutler chicken situation, but uh, yeah, you're, this is kind of – I'm getting my first, first real hearing of it and what it's, is going on. I mean, it's, let's be honest. It's intriguing. It's, it's, it's typical Jay being Jay. You know, he's just doing what he wants to do. His, his Instagram is not filled with, you know, all of these like kind of BS things you see on everyone else's page. Look at me, do this. He took a picture of a chicken for like three days in a row and posted that on his Instagram. Nothing of him, none of that. He'll take an Instagram video and tell you what he's going to do to try and catch the little, the little shit. What are you always trying to do to figure out what's going on? But, he, you know, I, I like the way he's using social media. It's entertaining. Personally, I want a little mini show, maybe a Snapchat little show. You click on it, you could watch like 20 minutes of it. I don't know. But let's, let's go back and rewind here really quick. You made the Jay Cutler comment because I said I don't mind the picks if it means we have some talent that we could bring in. Do you think that they brought in someone like Foles because they think that is an easy stepping stone for Trubisky to get over? Mm, I, I don't think so. I think they brought Foles in – knowing he might win the job. He could win the job. But I think it also, when you've got Chase Daniel competing with you, it's not a competition. Chase Daniel's a career backup. I think they needed to bring somebody that was kind of along the mid-tier to motivate Mitch. And if Mitch can't win this job, then he's, you know, a backup quarterback in the NFL and then probably out of the league in a couple years. Might go the way of the Johnny Manziel almost. Well, uh, he's better than Johnny Manziel. But I, I think what it is is the Bears, if you if you bring in Andy Dalton or Cam Newton, they're probably starting. And Mitch is cast off, and I don't think Pace is ready to – this is kind of – he put his name to Mitch, next to Mitch. Like, he staked his claim. And his seat's getting hot. I he don't think, took his Ganondorf stick and said – you shall not pass. He said, this is it with Mitch. Would yep. you bet your career on one year of Mitch after what you've seen? Man. Your uh, career. Career pace will get a job in football again. Don't worry about that. He's ah. an, he, he, he can't, he's been so 50-50, but he, he'll be a scout for somebody. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be he's, he's able to make those picks. He's bombed the first round a few times, but for the most part, he has pretty solid draft classes. That's why the bears are, are coupled with signings, of course, but that's why the bears are able to be kind of where they are right now. 
That's because he's had solid drafts. So based on the records that we've thrown out there, you and your 12 and four, me and my six and 10, we obviously have a different end to the season. So <laughs> I think it's fair to say you probably think that we will still have our coach and our GM still in place after the season. Well, it was, if, if everything else is equal, yeah. If, they're win, if they win games and make the playoffs, I, possibly a first round. I don't know. Do they, do they launch them at anyone with a first round exit? I, mean, I know you're not thinking that far ahead, but because you, you don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs, but are we thinking that way? Right you, now, what I'm thinking personally is GM does what the GM does, pins it on the coach. Usually a GM could pull off about two coaches under their tenure before, you know, point comes back to them. You know, this isn't like a bowl situation where the upper management gets to stick around for as long as, long as they want to, as long <laughs> as they're willing to sit in the chair. Football is a, what have you done for me lately sport? Absolutely. Even if it's not entirely on Nagy, because I think that he has given Mitch the opportunity to hit open receivers, and Mitch clearly has had a problem doing so. Not even just hitting them, finding them half the time, but when he does find them, that's hitting them. There's, there's a chance that I think Nagy's gone with my record. I don't see yours happening, but if yours happens, he's good for another two years. Because yeah, then that brings say. you to two playoff appearances. You know, if you in an eight and eight season, and it was the season before that. Uh, no, that those are his only three seasons with the Bears. That's it. That's right. His rookie season. Was so it. yeah, you okay. can't. Can you? Yeah, can you really justify firing a guy with two playoff appearances in three years and not having a losing season? Uh, well, so yeah, if they go nine and seven and miss the playoffs, is that is he fired? Mm. <laughs> if, if they have a winning record that one that brings it a little bit tougher to me personally because there's a there's a good chance that if they're only let me actually let me step it back let me take a couple step it back it depends on what we look like nine and seven is a winning record yes why did we lose our games was it because of one player is it a kicker situation where we missed two field goals at the end of two games and we could have had double digit wins Right. You're not going to blame that on the coach for someone failing in a pressure situation because realistically, it's not like they're out there just testing out a bunch of kickers. Well, they are testing out a bunch of kickers. But <laughs> this it, team that's is. That's an unpredictable position to really judge how someone's going to kick in pressure unless you go out and grab one of the top kickers in the league. So I think it totally depends on player performance. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to boil down to how the draft picks do because I'm sure that Nagy now at this point has had a hand in who comes in. And how did your quarterback do that we're still waiting to see if you could actually select a first-round pick or a second-round pick somewhat properly? Yeah. I, I think more so, yeah. To me, the, the seat's got to be hotter for pace than Nagy, right? Could you get rid of a GM and not get rid of the coach? Uh... I think it's possible, <laughs> but I don't think it's likely, which would suck because I'd, well, uh, Nagy, Nagy, Nagy and Pace are very similar in that they're, when they're good, they're good. And 
when they're not, they're frustrating. Pace has missed the boat on several trades now at this point, but he's also made some really good signings. He's made some really good moves. Can we stop giving him credit for signing Khalil Mack like any average Joe football fan? He traded for him. Can we we please not give him credit for this, though? No, but he's still – I'm not talking about necessarily Khalil Mack. I'm talking uh, about your Akeem Hicks's – uh, being able to keep Eddie Goldman, he extended Eddie Goldman, drafting a guy like Belial Nichols. You got Roquan Smith over the middle as well. You, he's been able to sign some good players. Eddie Jackson, he drafted. All right, so we were all aware of the back end of his draft. His, his, his fourth through seventh picks have been usually pretty darn good for the position. I think – was Cody Whitehair was in his – First or second draft class, I think. So you have you have him as well, mm-hmm. James Daniels. He's gotten some guys, but some some of those guys are guys, and other ones are just guys. Like some some <laughs> Eddie Jackson's a guy, and then you have some other players who are other guys. They fill the roster. But what I'm saying with Cleo Mack is, can we just not give him the credit? Like any person playing Madden would not have been like, tell me I can get Cleo Mack for a couple picks. Let's bring him on. Like, come on, that was a no-brainer. Hey, that's he still he still had to make it happen. He signed the dotted line. He was as much of that transaction but, as. But any. you're talking. But still, you can't you can't take away from other moves he's made. That no, no, he's he's got some. I, but he doesn't need to be forget. He just he's so close. I think if he he's like one bad move away from this team would have really been. Competing in the NFC Championship. Competing He's walking for the a tightrope. He's walking it's... a tightrope. And, you know, we make one field goal. And last year, while still disappointing, doesn't look as bad when you traversed a little bit of the playoffs the year before and you still have a lot of the talent retained. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So this team, this is why I'm, I'm so high on them is because I think the combination of the schedule and the talent, they're a double-digit win team. But then this is how Pace has built it. But injuries are going to matter. Who's playing quarterback? How does that shake out? Mitsubishi Mitch is not going to get that. <laughs> I know some people have been posting on the page. We posted something about, you know, like, are you not at least second-guessing the fact that Cam Newton came in and a lot of people were like, nah, Foles and Mitch are the combo that, you know, we trust one of them can get us there. But the fact that we kind of got to be like, well, one of them can do it because we don't even know who it's going to be. It's a little concerning. I, under, I understand. I'm a Foles guy. You're a Mitch I, guy, right? I, Here's the perfect story. So, we don't know. So, a few times, and you're, you're a big Tebow guy. You, you he, love that. You love that. For what it's worth, one more sidebar. Tebow is still, at least as of yesterday, the day before I retweeted it on my Twitter, um, was still eligible to be in the player pool for the Mets. They were oh not taking him. So if everyone wants to give him, you know, shun him from the sport or whatever, people have been mad. We talked about it before. They're still considering bringing up the big lefty bat. Yeah. Your face says it all. Your face says it all. You hate every bit of it. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, kind, what people do to sports anymore? He was a professional football player, threw for 300 yards in a playoff games against Ben Roethlisberger, and one, and now we're coming to someone who 
maybe scratches the surface of the MLB. In my opinion, the hardest sport to play. Oh, man. But there are a lot of pissed off people, Zach. A lot of pissed off players in that organization. They should be. Some of the things they say. He comes up and starts whammying some balls. Then no one's going to care. But, yeah, if he comes up and goes 0 for 10, then we're going to have this conversation again in the same vein. I just – there's so many guys. And I'm not saying Tebow is not an ultimate competitor, you know, big-time athlete. But there's so many guys who have spent their whole lives – and due to pretty much money, and it's, I'm not saying it's Tim Tebow's fault. It's the Mets' fault. They don't handle, they don't handle anything very well. They're, they're the Knicks, pretty much. Or New York. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they got the Yankees. <laughs> but hey, uh, Fun fact really quick. Yankees were the first team. Thank you, Nay, for this stat. Um, not really a stat. They are the first team – to put numbers on the jerseys. Intriguing. Intriguing. I did not know that before today. Nope. There you go. Uh, so, oh, uh, bleh. did we fall off the boat? Ah, oh, the boat is sinking. Where are That's we That's all right. I think we're – I think we're – well, you know what? Let's leave it at this. It's interesting to know what the Bears could have done if they just sat on their laurels for a, a month or so and then w- waited to see what was left. At the same time, they said they got their guy. And that's what you want to hear the, the front office say. Well, yeah, they say the right things. It's all going to come down to the game, Zach. That's, this defense, they should, win, they should win double-digit games just on the defense alone on the schedule. Well, that's one man's opinion on a two-man show. Speaking <laughs> of the schedule, sir, <laughs> baseball? Baseball? Baseball. I don't – is it back? Is it coming back? Well, yeah, what's, what, are, what are we doing? Is, so it been gonna, here talking, is it going to happen or – We've been talking bargaining agreements. We've been talking what the players are trying to work out in terms of salary. And now all of that seems to be in play. And we're not even going to go over the details. But we're already seeing negative signs going into the season. Some of that being players – deciding that they're going to sit out for the first season just due to health concerns, whether it's because they didn't have the proper way to gear up for the season or because of the ongoing virus situation. Jim, do you want to rattle off a couple of players? I know you were speaking to it a little bit earlier. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there's more. This is kind of just the headliner names that I've found so far. Um, you've got Ryan Zimmerman, Joe, Ro- Joe Ross, and Mike Leak. So far, and probably there's probably some other ones that I'm I'm forgetting here, or I don't have yet. Uh, they're they're opting not to play this year, which completely respect it, totally understand it. Um, I was, think you'll see more players doing this. And another thing too, Zach, about that, didn't they didn't they say that they're going to if if a player tests positive during the season? They're quarantine, quarantining that team for a week, and then the other team a week as well, seven days? Uh, they wrote up this huge safety protocol thing. That I'll be honest, I haven't, nor do I know anyone who has read the whole thing. But just with the way every company has been handling it, 
if someone tests positive, anyone they've interacted with has to go get tested um, pretty much immediately. They have to clean the facility. And then once those people have tested, however they may have tested, then they can make a decision from there. They probably wouldn't. It's going to be a scenario where every single time it happens, it'll probably be handled slightly differently. Just like all the companies are doing. They have what they think they want to do. And then when the reality hits, they have to pivot. They have to move. McCaffrey, juke to the left, juke to the right, touchdown type deal. They have to be flexible. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't want to seem too much like a Debbie Downer, but I just I just don't I don't know that we're gonna have baseball this year. I don't I don't know that we're gonna have football, college football. I, I think that all that is still very much up in the balance, the NBA. We'll see. It's just going to be a wait-and-see thing. I'm cautiously optimistic. But right now, just kind of with the protocols in place and just you're already seeing some of the players have COVID-19. I mean, if if somebody gets sick during the – once they get the camps together and someone gets sick, you're just – they went through the whole bargaining agreement and did all the back and forth negotiating. And for what? The season the season might not even happen. They made such a big deal about running it to the last second. Oh, we're going to not have a season. Well, you know what? You, might, you still might not have a season. And people, you know, you got your people out there that still don't think wearing masks helps anything. You know, talk whatever. Talked to one of them today. Yeah, what you know, whatever. I'm not trying to get political on this sh- on this show. I it's just it's it's not even political. It's scientific. Wear the damn mask. Just put it on. Whatever you're you're being you're being inconvenienced. Oh my gosh. Get you get over yourself. Just put the mask on. And and maybe maybe we might get a a winter sport. Maybe, but it, it just. With everything they've put in place, it's just hard to – If I don't know. The, it just doesn't seem like if, – if something starts popping up, it's, it's a house of cards. It's just going to collapse. It's, yeah. It'll be done and over with, and, and we this is all for naught. Do you, you see know? any players from the Cubs or the Sox who would consider opting out of the season? Any early guesses on this? I hate having to do this. But right now, with the chance that sports still might not come back, even with all of these signings, you know, all of these deals that are put in place to go forward with seasons, I'm curious. Who do you think would be peop- you know, one of the people that would say, hey, I'm, I, I can't do it, family reasons, health reasons? Got to imagine there's going to be a few in Chicago. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think – I'll tell you who probably – wouldn't Javi Baez is playing. He's not sitting out. Uh, Doesn't seem like you're going to lose Brizzo at all if you want to talk no, about I, What about, about Sox? What about Eloy? I don't think you're – see, I think it's all about the organizations, and they probably have, you know, what the well-run organizations – I'm not saying that, you know, they, they're impervious to someone getting COVID-19. They have no control of what a player does outside of their facility and outside of their watch. But, you know, the Cubs, it would seem like Theo would be a very precautious guy. He would 
put all the stuff in place for them to be as uh, sanitary as possible. Comfortable. So, yeah, and I think those conversations are probably being had in the, you know, they're probably explaining to them what they're going to do, how they're going to approach it, what the plan of operation is. And the Cubs, to me, seem like Theo, at the end of the day, would pick health over, you know, the sport, I think. And that that's a good thing. So He's a good man. Yeah. I, I, I think he probably gives some more reassurances to people and maybe makes them feel more comfortable rather than, Oh, you work for us. You got to be here. Mm. Uh, but I would plenty like to of, plenty of companies like that. And yeah, they are, they are the ones who are going to have the bad reviews on all the websites later about how they handled this. I think it was Elon Musk said people and companies, especially the companies, are really going to show their true face during this pandemic. So, oh, for sure. We'll we'll see because I've I've noticed things. With my company. God bless them. They've been great so far. Uh, but you see in other companies as well, just some things that you're kind of, you have to question at first, kind of just wonder. You, know, you have to think about it a little bit. Um, it's a new situation for everyone. So, you know, despite it, if it's a sport, if it's not a sport, we're all going through this for the first time, likely. So just trying to Do figure it out. To ask you, would there be a cub you think would, would sit out? It better it's not okay be Schwarber now that we got a DH. You kidding me? Granted, I know he could play a little left field, but at the same time, we finally got that DH spot. Theo's boy needs to make sure he is getting his at-bats in this year. I'm talking 270, 50 bombs, 110 RBIs. I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about the Cubs making the playoffs if there is a season. Yeah, I guess I should project my my stats to be reasonable for a sixty game season, not a full full length. Well, yeah, and it, it does play to the I think it plays excellent to the Cubs' advantage. They kind of already have that that locked and loaded. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I just I'm I I would be excited if we would for sure get sports, but I'm still in the back of my head. It just Ever since March Madness got canceled, I just – I've always had this feeling that until it happens, I, I just got to believe it to see it. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the first one to fall. And as soon as that happened, people's stomach dropped. I know you were one of them. Yeah. I was very excited to see a one-way play. And they it, – it didn't happen. And I'm I'm fine with that. It just, as far as a sports fan goes, it was shock. That's my favorite, probably my favorite sporting event to watch every year, unless the Cubs make the World Series. I just, until until it's their plan, I can't really feel confident that it's we're going to get sports this year. And, and that's, it sucks, but it's okay. Health is more important right now. And the amount of testing that we're starting to get and all, the amount of people that are positive with COVID-19, it's probably just better that we just sit back and get things moving in the right direction so we can get healthy as a nation again. Yeah, and we'll come up with topics as we need to to keep the show rolling, and hopefully we can get everything full steam once we actually have some sports to talk about. On that note, 
Yeah, yeah speak, speak. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do have something. To, sorry, I cut you off there. <laughs> I do have something. I, I just thought of this. So next time, we behind the scenes, we're gonna create a thirty-two movie pool. We'll, we're gonna rate it out tournament style, and we're gonna each week do a round. And we might uh, maybe include some listeners here with your uh, opinions on some of these movies and maybe take a voting poll, depending if we have enough people. Uh, so that's something I – we didn't get a hit on it too much tonight, but we'll get to uh, – that's something I'm looking forward to next time. Mm, solid to me. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. We will be doing a 32 pool of your favorite sports movies. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get those on what's, the board. What's the best movie? I, I, it remains to be seen. Who's, who's your, you, you don't have an early pick? You don't have an early front runner? Are you what kidding? About, like, I would sell out my favorite sports movie right off the get-go and see that get demolished by whoever picks these. No, I'm going to wait till they're well, on we're the board. Gonna, we're going to pick the first week. You know, I, I think we're going to wait until it gets down to like a final four. Okay. This is going to okay. be our favorites. And then. Well, I don't want to. Hey, either way. Because maybe I can get you on my side for a movie that I'm really going to push harder for later. Oh, man. Don't, don't tell me you're going to push Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch? Are you kidding me? If that touches this <laughs> list. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, my. Yeah, is, there's so many better movies. Qu- question, though. Is Happy Gilmore a sports movie? Yes. And also... It's probably one of the top golf movies you're ever going to watch. What was the one with Shia LaBeouf? I really like that one too. The greatest game ever played. <laughs> what about Caddyshack? Oh, how do you forget Caddyshack? Oh, that's on me. We really should tear this into sports, but I guess we'll, we'll go over the details later just so we, we kind of thumb it down. Tear, or we could just do more of your serious, like uh, Moneyball, Remember the Titans type movies on one side. And then on the other side, we do sports comedy movies and whittle it down to our top top two on each side what's the funniest sports movie and what's the best serious movie well i'll tell you this much we're we're going to have our hands full we're (laughs) we're gonna have to get this ready but you know what with the people's help i think we could make a fair slightly biased on our parts you know we'll, we'll come up with a winner that everyone will appreciate. Caddyshack. Moneyball. <laughs> ah, I do love Moneyball. But it's it will not be my number one. I'll tell you that right now. That's the spoiler you're going to get. Wah. Wah. All right, on that note, it looks like we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Jim, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. Any last words? No, no, good to talk to you again, Zach. It's uh, fun as always. All right, everyone, get ready for another podcast next week. We've been talking about a $100 giveaway. We're procrastinating again because, to be honest, we are waiting for some semblance of sports. But we're going to post something this week in regards to that because we really have kicked the can on this one. Once that's out there, we'll give you all the details. But sorry for the procrastination. On that note, thank you for listening to Windy City Bro Pen. My name's Zach, and for Jim, y'all have a great night. Peace.